the future of photography. Hey everybody and welcome to the future of photography. We are celebrating this week because this is show number 10. Yay, hold Chris. on, hold on. I have a party sound. <laughs> here we go. Some streamers uh, and stuff. Imagine the streamers. Okay, so we're getting into a pattern here, aren't we? Hopefully uh, we've got some new listeners for the first time on this show. Um, hopefully we've got some that have been you know, listening to a few now. Um, but those of you who have been listening to a few, you will know that my name is Aid, and with me is my good buddy... Chris! How's hey, good? Chris. <laughs> yeah, good, thank you. So, yeah, okay, 10 shows is not exactly the biggest landmark in the world. Hey, is 10, it? But, uh, round numbers need to be celebrated. Yeah! Next yeah. celebration at 100, right? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> When's that going to be? That's going to be like about two years' time yes. then, isn't it, if we keep at the current pace? All right, well, hey, you know, so early 2020, you heard it here first, folks. Early 2020, we will be celebrating our 100th show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, we're, we're um, stepping away a little bit from science this week. Um, we're going to put our brains into action, which you know, for me certainly might be a little bit of a challenge, but I'm hoping we're going to have an interesting conversation today. Um, we are going to be talking about the philosophy of computational photography. And before we do this, let, let me interject, uh, inject one thing, and that is uh, at the end of the show, we want to run an important idea by you the listeners so do stay around oh good tease good tease <laughs> i like that <laughs> okay the philosophy of computational photography yeah you know i don't want to get all you know snooty about this um but the the, you know, the, the sort of conversations we've been having in, in the shows up to now uh, have got me thinking um, you know, and, and essentially there's a sort of there's a question that's been pinging around in my in my brain now for a couple of weeks, weeks which is, uh, I guess, to try and put it simply, when does the computational element uh, uh, and the computational impact on our images stop them from being photographs that we have made? Oh, that that yeah. Oh, oh. This is this is really philosophy. This is deep. <laughs> it is, but let's make so. So let's make it fun, though. Eh? Let's. This is what I say. I don't want to get all snooty about this. But two shows ago, we were talking about glitch art, right? And uh, mm -hmm. we ended the show. I think. I think. Well, I ended the show because you'd got distracted by playing with an app on your phone <laughs> because it was fun. But the reason I bring that up is 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 because you know that that particular app that you were playing with. Oh, and by the way, that was called Decimate. By the way, um, I found another one since called Glitche, which at least exists on the iPhone. You, you, um, you shouldn't at, have said that. Now I'm going to be distracting no, the rest of the No, no, I need your brain now. I can't do philosophy on my own. I okay, really okay, can't. okay. So, um, no, but I found another one that gives you lots more manual control, which is interesting. And it's interesting for this conversation because, <laughs> you know, the, the, the way that the, the app that you were playing with works um, is uh, it's, there's a set of parameters and algorithms, but you really don't have a lot of manual control. So you don't have a lot of creative input to the uh, process. As in, you mean creative as in I decide where it goes, I create this thing? There's more of That's a ran right, randomized yeah, process. The, yeah, that, that app, um, I mean, you, you do because you, you, you have the ability to choose the, the certain output that, the, that you like in the app. So you're nudging you don't in the right direction. Yeah, and this new app that I found since called Glitchshade that actually is really much more manual. It's almost like um, you choose the the effect and it, and um, uh, your, you use your finger as an adjustment brush, essentially. Mm -hmm. So you paint on 
the impact where you want to have a lot more manual creative control um uh and i was thinking to, so so i'm thinking to myself okay well you know, when does it st- when does it stop being us and when does it just become uh you know a happy accident of the algorithms and that was kind of the conversation and i'll say right up front i don't think i have an answer to this um you know this is that's not the point of this show the point of this show is just to kind of discuss it a bit well i mean you could take several viewpoints on this you could come at this from several angles and um one would be um the the same angle that i've heard from many people and i, I get this question regularly um what that some people say i do not want to do anything with a photo i want to use the photo the way it comes out of the camera i want to get it right in camera and not have to process versus the the other uh, camp that goes okay photoshop is it of course you have to edit your photos or lightroom or something and of course you have to there's no way around that because every photographer does it and it's the way we see photos these days um i'd say in advertising you you will see 100% of the photos have been modified and i'm not talking uh i'm not talking wrinkles taking out of faces and a few pounds taken off the hips but um Just the basic stuff, just the really basic stuff, as in fix the contrast, get the colors right, do a bit of burning and dodging here and there. Um, yeah, I do not have a good answer to that either, but I see that the that the standards are kind of beginning to change a bit, especially when you look at these journalism awards. Mm, you, yeah, you know, the, the photo of the year, journalism, I don't know what the name of the prize is exactly, but... It used to be this... No, let me go one step back even. Um, I've talked to a photographer who shot for National Geographic for 30 years. And he said he had to submit photos as raw files. He could not submit anything to them that was not a raw file. Back in the film days, he had to submit the negative. But... In digital, he had to submit the raw file. So he couldn't do a lot of trickery because he had to get it right in camera. That's what the publication would expect from him. No okay. tips, no JPEGs, no nothing. So, so this, yeah. they have this purist approach, right? They say there is no changing of the photos. And I think in a lot of image making or a lot of photography, there is definitely, I mean, there's a whole spectrum of views that people have. And, you know, the, I, I don't, this is not about right or wrong but i think you do have at one end of the spectrum you have that purist view i mean both you and i are active in the film photography community as well and you know there are there are people who have purist views about that you know that it has to be an entirely analog workflow or you know you shouldn't be doing you know uh, lots of you know, post production on stuff and, and things no scanning like that. in the middle and yeah Yeah, and yeah, and at the other end, you have people who are quite happy to tap away on you know glitch art apps on their phone and 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 really destroy some pixels. And you know, so it's it, it is interesting. I mean, you know, in something like journalism, uh, you know that that there are uh, in in theory, or at least historically, there have been a, you know a range of sort of moral and ethical values that stop people from uh, from, from manipulating their images. Um, although, as you said, yes, there's been you know. Uh, in recent years, there's been uh, quite some uh, controversial 
submissions to some of these uh, world journalism awards and and you know that the people have been challenged even after they've won the award you know been challenged the fact they've done too much post-processing and stuff like that um so although i have to say that you know they're, they're not exactly um you know cutting out people in a photo and pasting well, in other photo paper you know, it's not like that but it's but there's definitely uh there's definitely a range of approaches here and there's definitely the, something to think about i think the 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 standards are changing i mean there, there are a few awards where someone tried to win a photo and then later it turned out that they had a they they had a a plastic bag cloned out because it was sort of distracting and then they, they they got their award taken away from them but one thing that has for a long time now in in the digital realm been okay in journalism was to fix contrasts and exposure to pull a bit on that slider to get it look right because the camera might not have ca captured it exactly the way uh that, that it was supposed to be captured. And of course, you can change a lot of things after the fact these days. So, of, but of course, that is a really, really uh, thin piece of ice you're on. <laughs> you can easily yeah, break it's a slippery slope, isn't it? Yeah. It's a slippery slope because you are, um, you are, of course, you, you will influence the perception of that photo when you look at it. If brightness, exposure, for example, with today's camera, with, potential for super high ISOs you can take a picture that looks like it was taken during the day but it has been taken at night that is possible these days or it, you, you change the color balance of it you make it warmer or colder and that will influence what it's what it feels like yeah it's it's it is because it, it, it's interesting isn't it because you started off that by saying okay to make some changes because you, the, the camera didn't capture the image in the way that it was supposed to now that's an interesting thing because you you know as you put that as, as you take that shot as a photographer you have an image in your mind that you're trying to capture and let's not worry about journalism at the moment for this part of the conversation let's just say you know you've seen something you you have a, an image of it in your brain of the way you want to capture that but the camera is not a uh, is not a brain and the camera will capture it in the way that it does and then going to to change some of those things like like um, maybe like white balance or like um, contrast, um, you know those kind of things. That's very, you know th th there's a class of adjustment there, isn't there? That is really about getting the, the getting the image to look the way that you had in your the image you had in your mind when you pressed the shutter button. And and so, it's and it is com we have to say this is computational already, right? This is computational photography in the widest sense. It is oh yeah doing yeah even math on the picture, so it's doing abso absolutely. But can we bank that as a safe zone, right? <laughs> Just, yeah. And uh, yeah, because we're going to get into some quite uh, we, we we run the risk <laughs> of getting into some quite controversial territory don't so for, for this for this discussion uh, fixing the contrast fixing the colors getting the picture um just overall to where you thought it should be anyway uh let's for the for the sake of this discussion that's a safe zone fine yeah that's fine that's a that's totally a tooling thing isn't it that's a so the camera is one tool the computer is another tool or the uh the enlarger in in the dark room is another tool and and that's all all, all about getting to the image that you originally had in your and head another thing that i want to um to put into that um well to put to the discussion is um of course as a photographer i think that should be clear to everyone um, you will influence the photo by just taking the photo because you are, first of all, you are there in that space, which might have some influence on what's going on there. Um, you are, you, you decide when you press the shutter button. 
So even that decision, some things will look very different just a split second later. And of course, you decide what you show. So you already have an influence on oh, and what you and what you don't show. So you already influence the um, the taking of the photo. So that I think is something that we just have to put in there as a baseline. I think so. I think so because yeah, there is. Um, uh there's a there's a school of thought, isn't it, that that photography or at least sort of um, competition competition sorry composition uh, for, almost the same for, yeah, yeah yeah sometimes um, yeah so uh, photographic composition is a process of reduction you know it's taking the mad world out there and and finding an image or finding a story and and, and capturing that and even within you know moving as you say moving for you know a small way left or right or choosing a different zoom lens or something like that you know that that's a process of reduction to show what you want to show and so that, that yeah that that obviously is is part of the creative process you know, uh, and you know, I think you know tools is, tools as they get more sophisticated to allow you to do that that's yeah, that's something that uh, you. Know, I think I'm comfortable with as being part of the creative process uh, and part of the art uh, of this. So, but what happens next, right? What happens if you get that and you look at it and you go, yeah, but it, this would look better in black and white, wouldn't it? Hmm. Ooh, black and white photography, isn't that? It's a reduction. Well, or is that it, reduction as well? So well, is it, is it manipulation? Because that's where photography came from. For the longest time in photography, there was no color. It was only black and white or sepia and black or whatever kind of toning. But um, that's pretty much... Th that was an, 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 a necessarily reduced way of looking at the world by taking the colors out and just leaving the contrasts in. Yes, although in a, in a, in those days they didn't have a lot of choice, though, did they? That's what I mean. It was necessary. <laughs> there was no choice. You, oh, I see. Sorry. The only yes. thing you could have, and uh, so the question is, if it's not by choice, is it then okay? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but but so so uh, I, well, I think we have to allow that, don't we? Because of course we do. You know, uh, it's it, it's it's not so. So you haven't uh, you haven't um, used a tool to add. But but now uh, now another thing yeah. you saying is that um, let's make this as, as a let's make this a deliberate choice. We have a color picture because that's what most digital cameras work like. They take color pictures, and now we decide let's make it black and white. Yes, um, is that problematic which, in your eye? Uh, I, I, no, I think I think it'd be a little bit harsh to say that that was probably because that's a it, it's a. It, it's a, it's a creative choice isn't it that uh, about uh, the images you saw it in your head and and you know quite often i will go out um and uh i will take a photo and i'll be looking to take a photo of the contrast as opposed to the subject so in this this works really well in cities where there's slightly taller buildings so uh, i i quite like this is you know uh counterintuitive maybe but i quite like shooting when the sun is high in cities mm -hmm. Because you then get some quite sharp shadows and some really interesting contrast. So more of a graphical kind of 
outcome yeah at times yeah yeah um or, or maybe it's people in a in a uh, because of the way the contrast of the light works in a slightly graphical background rather than you know something that looks a lot more organic like a mm-hmm. city often will and that then is part of the choice as well isn't it and you go and and again you might you might say okay well actually when i put that camera to my eye and i pressed that shutter button i was seeing that image in black and white you mean you mean in front of the inner eye or by in, yeah internally? Oh. Uh, well, actually, in my camera, you can see it in black and white if you want to, because uh, my camera has an electronic viewfinder. That's what I mean. Actually, with a camera yeah. with an electronic viewfinder, you can set this to black and white. Yeah, I kind of in my brain fact. actually, but but before but yes. the fact, you 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 have it on on black and white, and then it will give you that black and white representation when you look at the display and when you compose your photo. Yeah, which and is I a do which that. is a great learning tool, by the way, to see the world in black and white and to to see how the distractions taking out the color distractions taking out influence that it is it and and you know uh and because uh i have a camera with an electronic viewfinder i can make some and i find it makes a real difference so um you know i often set it to um i, I to a 16 by 9 ratio for example um, even though the sensor in the camera is a 3 by 2 ratio because uh if i decide i want to take um a more cinematic aspect ratio. I can't set my viewfinder to be, you know, 2.8 to 1 or whatever the cinematic ratios need to be. Um, but I can set it to 16 by 9, and that gives me slightly more uh, in composition. It gives me slightly more insight. Because um, I do find that um, sometimes the way I, I shoot, uh, it's difficult sometimes for me to crop my images because I, I, I've forgotten that that was what was in my mind and I've naturally you know, made use of the available frame space. That, you know? that, that, rem- that reminds me a bit of the go- good old, in quotes, good old APS, APS days where you had film and then cameras that had different aspect ratios. But all it, all it was doing was putting a mask over the film and just yes. parts out of that, which, which kind of feels wasteful. It's like, it okay, does feel wasteful, we... but it can be really useful, though. Oh, yes, it can. It impacts your brain. Yes. Um, and so, yes, no, I mean, I, that's not quite what I had meant, although that it does, it does help you get the c- capture the scene the way you, you look. I was more thinking that in my mind, you know, when I put the camera to my eye, um, you know, then uh, I, I'm seeing it in black and white because what I'm choosing to capture is the contrast and the graphic nature of an image rather than you know sort of the 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 colors and the, and the busyness in the image so again i think you know we have to be a little bit generous and say actually you know um uh black and white i think is fine for me personally i'm comfortable with that and i think oh, for me if i sort of extrapolate that for that for a little bit there is there is a whole class of adjustments or that you you could continue you could uh, assign to creative choice black and white being one aspect ratio being another um you know the obviously things like composition and we've already banked composition and and contrast adjustments and things like that and um, timing sort of, and so on yeah 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 um and so so i'm i'm comfortable with all of that and i'm also i think that the, the next step along if you like the the this spectrum for me is maybe uh where you think you'd like to play for with it so you can you you know do you do you ever get this and i do but i don't know if this this might be a just me thing but sometimes i think okay that's interesting i'm going to capture that i don't know quite what i want to do with it yet oh yeah oh, totally. but it's interesting enough to capture it definitely and and I, I i will then with those kind of pictures i will i will play i will go into the editor and i will go uh, i will try to 
change things around and change the colors and play with even some geometry, which you can now do by fixing some falling lines and things. So there's a, there's a, lo a lot of stuff that I would do to some pictures. There are some pictures I don't do almost anything to. So I leave them as they are, as they come from the camera. Funnily enough, often those uh, come from, from film, <laughs> from analog cameras. Yeah, yeah, me too. Where, yep. but, but, but in those, you already have this slash this this in quotes computation already built in because you, you put a film you put a roll of provia in your camera and you have a look that's what you get and you can ah, that's creative for me that's creative choice it is a creative choice but you kind of bake stuff into the photo whereas when you shoot digital there is a there is an implic an, an implied understanding that yeah there will be you will have to you will have to do something to the photo especially when you shoot raw Yes, yeah, absolutely, and 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 in video even more so. I, think, I mean, it, because in video, as we record this, most most easily accessible video cameras don't shoot in RAW. No, um, and it's so, expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so we use um, you know uh, what they call uh, log type picture profiles, but you get very flat colors, and the whole point is the camera is set up to record something that's very very flat to give you a lot of opportunities in post production to make it look like what you want it to look like. Let's let's maybe let's maybe briefly talk about raw because because as I just said, raw is something that needs to be processed. It is expected to be processed. Why is that? When when we look at an, a raw file. It is it is pretty much the raw data from the sensor. It's and the ones and zeros. Well, it's it's the ones and zeros, but it's also the 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 Bayer array. I think we'll have to go to that point just to get uh, um, uh, a better understanding of why raw needs to be processed. So okay, but well, just 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 before you do. We started this particular show by saying we're not going to talk about science. We're going to talk about philosophy. Uh, no, 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 we're not. But but this would I will I will have to we will have to briefly brush on that because it will help us later. Um, do it. Go on. So do it. so raw is the is the it's it's there's a grid over your sensor and it has red, green, and blue uh, filters over it. So you have a red, green, and a blue channel, and they are side by side. They are not. On the same pixel so you have pixels you have a, a grid of pixels that is blue a grid of pixels that is red and a grid of pixels that is green and there is computation necessary to make this into a picture a raw file is not a picture it's a weird grid and if you could look at it it would look all wrong and uh, th then there's a process in your software that takes all these pixels and mashes them together into color pixels so that there is a green pixel and there is a uh, a brown pixel and a beige pixel and a yellow pixel um, which it makes up out of these individual pixels so there is a an entire and and then there is contrast and stuff manipulations that the software will do you cannot just look at a raw photo that's i think what i want to get to at this point a raw photo is not a photo it is a bunch of pixels that need processing to become a photo so computation is a is a necessary step as the, the moment you shoot raw the computation in your computer is a necessary step there's no way around it it is it's, it's not it, it, i guess philosophically that's not a lot different from what you were talking about earlier about you know uh, things like uh, sepia tinting in black and white you know because there was no other choice 
I suppose you could choose you could choose to shoot a Canon camera because they do really good reds, or you know, or you could choose to shoot a Fuji camera because people people actually like the computational algorithms that generate the JPEGs. In well, a what Fuji what camera. happens if you switch your camera to JPEG? Does that take the computation out of it? Well, I know that adds to it, doesn't it? No, it 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 just moves the computation into your camera. Yeah. And uh, and in a way that you only have limited control over it, where in RAW you have a lot of control over how this computation goes. In your camera, you choose a profile, and that's what the picture is then uh, com- com- computed by. Okay, so this is this is a really good example, actually. So th- so thank you for going through the RAW thing because this is a really <laughs> good example of of why for me that there is there 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 is uh, there isn't a a particular pure viewer either end of the spectrum that I can adopt because I think you know a lot of this stuff we don't have control over and it just has to happen because otherwise there wouldn't be any images so let's look at it from a different way right um because and there's two different views I'd like to explore of this with this first of all is is um let's pretend uh, we're an art critic for a moment and then and then second of all what would our close friends and family say? So the the what because this this I was thinking you, you about you mean you know, the non photographers in our lives? Well, most likely, yes, yeah. yes. Because um, uh, because you know our our standard question for this show is yeah, what does this mean for the future of photography? Um, you know, actually, I think for for a lot of us, friends and family are the people that see our photography most. Yeah, you know, so. We'll come back to them now. So, so first of all, let's think 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 like an art critic, right? So, if I'm an art critic, and and by the way, I'm not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. But 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 you know, at what point does it? Uh, uh, you know, I've experienced, especially in the world of modern art, which I'm not well educated on. But there are some 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 things that art critics accept as art that I would just think are. Quite, well, quite frankly, rubbish. Right? <laughs> uh, the, the 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 typical oh, I could do this. Yeah. Well, yeah, but but it, this yeah. So I, I'm not a fan of art that requires you know that that you know. For me, f- within art, it, it's good to have some craft as well. Um, and and for me, it's not enough to just pile up a whole bunch of recycled cardboard that you found in the you know in in your shed and say that's art. But that is just you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the thing. It, it is. It is. Um, it's. I. I try. I always try to liken this to uh, to be- becoming a wine drinker in the best sense, like a connoisseur. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, so, I think so yeah. when 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 I was twenty and I had a glass of wine, it was it didn't really matter what kind of wine I was drinking because. It all tasted like wine, you know. Yeah, and you were sat in a park, and it was in a paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but it's 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 the thing that over time I have I've developed the taste, and I I have I've I have better financial means, so I can buy more expensive wine. But I also have uh, I think developed my taste for it, and I can at least to a certain extent I know this is highly. This is a highly gray area, but I can uh, I can tell I like this wine more than that wine, and that's because of this and that. Um, I know that does never correlate with the actual price of the wine, but it <laughs> is something that that I have that I have uh, I've 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 schooled myself on a bit, and maybe it's the same in the art scene where you take a picture and well some 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 photos go for millions of 
of uh, dollars or, or euros on or pounds on the on an auctions and the majority of people go huh yeah Why? so i think it's a, it, this is a field if we really go into that we will probably um well we might spark some discussion among okay. the audience <laughs> well or, or we may just get to the point where what we've learned from this part of our discussion today is that neither of us are qualified to have this discussion properly <laughs> all right but okay so where, so where I, did you want to get with that well, I, so I, 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 this whole thing today is, a, is an exploration for me. Um, of course. I guess, and, and I suppose from my observation, I would say maybe your average art critic has a broader spectrum of appreciation than I do. I think maybe, you know, uh, I, because, maybe because I'm not educated and so, uh, you know, I'm drawn to the shiny things maybe rather than the thoughtful things. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, but, but uh, you know, it's, I can imagine an art critic with a broader appreciation of art might uh, might be more accepting of computational impact in imagery i well yes and and the, of course the the original question again was um when does it stop being photography that's yeah. that's that's the interesting one when does it stop being photography because you can do a lot to photos i have uh, i have some some photos that have butchered to death with <laughs> trying here another layer there and clone out this this wire and uh, b burn that area to make it darker and dodge that area to make it brighter and make make that one disappear and there's a an orange jacket in the background that I need to desaturate so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't call for too much attention so is that still a photo and and in my eye yes it is when I look at it and uh, it looks like a photo and it feels like a photo then for my for all for all my um f for the way i look at it yes it is a photo of course it is and i'm inclined to agree with that absolutely but let's so so let's then let's so then there's your it, answer end of the show <laughs> end of the show well okay well let's let, let's bring us down to earth right because the reason i said that the whole what would closest friends and family say question the reason that that is that the the last thing in our running order for today is because I felt that that might bring us down to earth a bit if we got a little bit up in the air and <laughs> us in the air. Yeah, well, who knows? So, so yeah, uh, I think um, you know, we, 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 would somebody who is not a photographer or or, or, or less of an artist, let's say, um, you know, not as close to this as we are, what would they say about some of this stuff? Because well, I, I think, um, I mean, I. I you know, I, I have, I think, uh, a situation that many enthusiast photographers have, which is that when events happen in families, people ask me to take photographs. And, and to be fair, I don't mind doing that. And, and, you know, I'm usually the one that has a camera with me at all times anyway. So, you know, that's, you know, that's a, a fair way of doing things. I don't find it a burden. And maybe that's just because my family, uh, you know, my extended family, you know, tries not to make it a burden but if i came up to them and said here's a photograph i've taken straight out look look at it on the screen which you and i would know is a jpeg representation of a raw file probably um and they'd say yeah they, they'd absolutely agree that was a photograph right they've just seen me press the shutter button it's not left the camera it's a photograph if at the other end of the spectrum i took them uh uh, or in the middle of the spectrum, maybe I took them a a photoshopped photo, which would have been photoshopped maybe for exposure, for layers, for color balancing, you know that sort of thing, and maybe cloning, yeah, maybe um, desaturating the orange jacket in the background so it didn't distract. 
I'm pretty sure those people would still say that's a photograph. So I think they'd agree with us on that one. I think for most photography out there, that is the goal that the average Joe, the slash non-photographer, without trying to be snobbish or anything, but that is, I think, the goal to have to do something to the photo that doesn't read as not being a photo. Um, this is the biggest goal in movie making. When they use blue screen and put you in, 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 in a huge cave, which isn't there, but the actors are in front of a green cloth. and That is all trying to make sure that we, that we perceive it as the story. It's all for the story in these in these things they try mm. to use these things to further the story to tell the story and yes there are movies that do it for the effects but i'd say the majority of cr visual creative endeavors such as movies and of course photography as well because that is just a different kind of photography um i think it it has the goal to tell the story yeah that's a, the story point is a really really good point actually that's and, and that is uh, something I experience, for example, if you show, if you take you know, a whole bunch of photos of, of a day, let's say it's a family barbecue, just for want of an example, um, the, pe the, the photos, uh, uh, maybe you get this as well, the photos that I think are really great photos, people will go, oh, no, no, I don't like that. And they'll choose one that's a bit blurry or where the, comp the composition isn't on the rule of thirds, you know. All <laughs> and you, think, and you, you look at it and think, no, no, that's not a good photograph. And yet mm -hmm. it's the one they prefer. <laughs> oh, I, I've and I, and I see this with, like, um, I, I, I hate using my mother as an example, but she is the example in this case because um, she got a photo sent to her by 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 my sister of her grandkids, and it wasn't it wasn't a very high resolution photo. And my mom printed it out on a on an office printer on a sheet of A4 paper that is not meant for photography, and it's it's low contrast and it just but it's the best photo for her because it has her grandkids on them. Okay, that is a good uh, that is a good way I think to start to wrap this show up for this week. Um, what does it mean for the future of photography? Well, I, I think my conclusion is that you know photography in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 um, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, um, and I think that's a good thing. And I think computation is just part of it. All right, there we go. Uh, a dis excellent conclusion, and and I've enjoyed that conversation. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good to, to to step back a little bit from what we've been talking about in the last ten weeks, and uh, you know, just to think about some of the impact of it. Right. So, so that we, was the main body of the show, but we've got some housekeeping to do. Haven't we 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 announced at the beginning of the show that we wanted to run something by you, the listeners, and. Um, it's something we've been toying with for a few episodes now, and in in our pre-show discussions before we record this, we we we've been talking about this on and off, and uh, we both thought that at this point we just have it to run by you and give you a say in it, just to yeah, just to let us know if we are on the right track or not, and it has to do with um, potential form of an event where listeners of this show could actually meet and say hello to us and experience a bit uh, something and what, yeah what's the idea it's, so so the idea so the idea is is to have some sort of a, some sort of meetup event um this is likely to be a day um at a weekend uh, our first idea is maybe to do one in the uk 
Um, and yeah, the the ideas were kicking around. Um, this is early days, so you're in a you know, you're under the ground floor for the for the opportunity to shape this event, listeners. Um, but yeah, to give people a chance to meet each other, to explore, to use some of the interesting photographic toys we talk about. You know, there is you know things that maybe we could all or bring maybe up. bring some photographic yeah, toys abs- if you have anything that is that fits the bill. Yeah, so one idea that I had for me is I have uh, some little lights called Loom Cubes. They're little LED lights, um, and they can be Bluetooth operated from a phone, and it gives you the opportunity to do off-camera flash with a phone, right? So that's an example of something that I find uh, really interesting. It's a little toy to play with. You know, maybe other people have other types of toys. So the the idea is not not to to make this into a, like a workshop teaching event, but more of a a community meeting meetup event um, where you and us have the chance to play with stuff and um, maybe maybe us doing a live recording of this show in front oh, of an yeah, audience that would, that would be that would be fun. Um, maybe a photo walk or something. So what we've done is we have put up, um, like like with the robot naming competition, we've put up another uh, form, another Google form that uh, allows you to express interest in that. Again, we're talking UK. We're talking someone in 2018. We don't have a date. Um, we don't have any location yet. So it could be in London. It could be in Birmingham. It could be in Oxford. Um any could place be in Liverpool, could, could be, be Liverpool, yeah. could be anywhere in the in the UK. And although, just uh, for the record, those are all English towns, so we should probably mention other other towns as well, places like Cardiff, Belfast, Cardiff. And Edinburgh, for example. Okay, of course. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I've only driven through Scotland once. I've never been up there, so oh, really, really been up there. I want to go. Beautiful place. Maybe we do it in Scotland. I don't know. We will. We have put this form up. You find it at uh, tfttf.com slash tfop day top day like the future photography day tfttf.com slash tfop day and it's of course linked in the in the notes for this show um just tap on this and on the form where we're asking you for well, first of all if you if you would have an interest in that and uh second if uh, if you have some suggestions what to do on such an event where to do it so just just your opinion um for us to gauge if it is worth doing if it maybe give give us some ideas and um there will also be some cost uh linked to that but we're talking about this like to to do it at cost so we're not uh going to ask for like a huge sum just something that helps us offset the cost and maybe help me offset the travel cost so and you because if it's if it's in liverpool you'll have to travel <laughs> I will, yeah, but that's okay. It'll be good. it'll be good fun. So yeah, tell us if you're interested. Uh, if if there is sufficient interest, we will pursue it and we will organise something. It's as simple as that, really. Is that that's what it is? Yes. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, that's all our business for today, Chris. Unless I'm mistaken. Um, sounds good. Okay, in which case, uh, it's been great to talk to you folks. Uh, Thank you for indulging our first 10 episodes. We uh, look forward to, to providing many, many more. And the next one will be next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 